0: Today is Tuesday, May seventh, two thousand nineteen, and you're listening to the official View News produced by View Mastery. I'm Adam Jar,
1: and I'm Ben Hong. You can find links to all of the stories we talk about on news.viewjs.org.
0: In View CLI News version four alpha was just released. This includes a number of small breaking changes. You can check to see if you'll be affected by reading the release notes on GitHub.
1: Did you know that the key attribute is not only reserved for v4 loops?
0: I've actually never used it outside of a for
1: loop. Me neither. Funny enough, it can actually be used to force a component to re-render when it would not normally react to a props change.
0: So it sounds like it would be especially useful in router view.
1: That it is. Be sure to check out Damien Dulish's tweet for more information.
0: Speaking of ViewCore team members, Guillaume Shao announced on Patreon that the next major version of VTooltip was released. VTooltip is a library to easily make tooltips, dropdowns, and popovers with popper.js.
1: In this week's episode of the Views on View podcast, the panel chats with Tessa, View NYC organizer and community builder extraordinaire. She also gave a great talk at
0: ViewConf US this year, which is up on ViewMastery. Mastery.
1: And in this episode, they chat about Trash Brain and Tessa's experience with the development community, as far as teaching strategies for building components and community building. Be sure to check it out.
0: If you're using GraphQL and Apollo, you've probably wondered what the best way to manage state is, since data fetched from a GraphQL endpoint will be stored in the Apollo cache by default.
1: Yeah, you could copy that data into Vuex, but then you're doubling your data, right?
0: Right, and if you leave API data in the cache, but keep local data in Vuex, then you'd have two sources of truth for your state. Previously, there was the Apollo link state library, which helped solve this issue, but with the 2.5 release of Apollo, that library is no longer necessary, since its functionality is now part of the Apollo core. Natalia Teplohino walks through how to approach state management within this new Apollo paradigm in her blog post.
1: Tailwind CSS has been getting quite popular.
0: Yeah, it has, but there have been concerns about extraneous utility classes, which generate bloat for the final build size.
1: Yep. Well, lucky for us, there are tools like Purge CSS to help you remove unused CSS from your build. And we have an article this week by Keith discussing how you can use Vue, Tailwind, and purge CSS together to make your CSS stay small.
0: If you're using Vuex, you've probably heard of modules, which are a way to modularize your Vuex store. There are different ways to approach modules, and this week, Greg Bate explores his methodology for creating a fast, flexible, and relational module system. My interest is peaked. Tell me more. So Greg wanted a setup that allowed for him to easily look up a record by ID and could have relationships with other records when required. And of course, he wanted it to be quick and performant. If you're interested in what he came up with, he walks through his module structure in a new Medium post.
1: Have you ever run into an error when building a Vue app?
0: An error? No. I write perfectly clean code every time. No, just kidding. The errors (laughs) that Vue provides are super helpful.
1: That they are. And speaking of errors, this week we have a great article by Raymond Camden that goes into the various error handling methods that exist in Vue.
0: With single-page applications, we can create a smooth experience for our users as they navigate around our app. Effective page transitions are one way we can achieve this smooth user experience.
1: They definitely make a big difference. Instead of clicking on something and seeing the screen flash white before new content pops out of nowhere, we can transition between routes in a way that orients the user to what is happening.
0: Right. Every time the screen changes, you're basically asking the user's brain to reorient to what is in front of them. So if you transition in a smoother way, you're lessening that cognitive burden. If you don't quite know where to start you can look at view page transitions which is a collection of handy routing transitions medium writer or lanster has a new tutorial that walks through getting started with this plugin
1: Netlify is a fantastic tool for helping you build, deploy, and manage your web projects. But while it can be straightforward to set up a static site, setting it up with Vue Router in history mode is a little more complex.
0: History mode is where it removes the hash symbol from the URL.
1: That's right. And you need to do a little bit of server routing magic to make it work properly on Netlify. If you don't know how to do it, Sean Norton wrote a tutorial to help you get started.
0: While Vuex is very powerful, it involves thinking about your state in a specific way. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but what if you'd prefer thinking about your app state in terms of models and CRUD operations?
1: Models, such as things like poster users, and when you say CRUD, create, read, update, delete?
0: Exactly, and this is what Vuex ORM, or Object Relational Mapping, allows for. It's an abstraction of Vuex, which can make your code a bit more succinct and readable if you prefer the model CRUD thought process. This week. Anthony Gore explores this shift in thinking and provides an intro to Vuex ORM. Have you worked much with containers? Containers like Docker containers? No, I have not. Me
1: neither. But if you are familiar with this area and are interested in how to implement the IOC container pattern in Vue.js, Marcus Oberlenner wrote an article on this very pattern and why service containers could be useful in certain Vue.js applications.
0: Thank you for listening to the official VIEW News.
1: Join us every week for the latest news in the VIEW community.